been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews Day, everybody. It's time for another edition of Brew Talk here from the Aloe Fiber Studios in lovely Midtown Greeley, Colorado. And it's getting dark awful early. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just that's, tried to look out the window. That's just sad. It is. <laughs> I'm still not used to it. My body thinks it's 6 o'clock and it's going, what are we doing here? It's dinner time. <laughs> I think we only have... Is it the possibility it could pass the federal legislature this year or next year where we shift to daylight savings times full time? And it just stays. And it stays. And yeah. I'm fine with that. And it, you prefer daylight savings time over standard time. I just get sick and tired of it changing all the me time. Me too. So. Me too. I just pick one and stick with it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Just do like Arizona does and just don't touch the clocks Which ever. we could do that. We could do that now. And right. Colorado doesn't want to do that because they want more daylight in the winter months. And so they want to shift forward. And we did pass that. It was either in 21 or 22. That is a state we passed that once the federal legislature says you can go to daylight savings uh, time and stay there, Colorado can adopt that immediately. And so we've already done that part. But it has to be approved federally. You can choose not to fall back. Right. And go into daylight savings time like Arizona does. And I think there's one other state on the East Coast that doesn't. Um, but you cannot choose to spring forward and then stay there. Isn't there like a county in the <clears throat> middle of some state that just does it too? Uh, I don't see why you couldn't do it. You know, just everybody says, hey, our clocks aren't, we're not going to touch them. And we want it to mm-hmm. be 30 minutes off. Yeah, yeah I think I think there are some places in Indiana and maybe Tennessee that do that. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's one place in the country somewhere in that area that they, they're off by a half an hour. <laughs> that's the craziest thing. I think that's great. <laughs> they just never change the battery. They just, clock. Yeah, well, they're off by 30 minutes. It's like, wait, it was 1 o'clock when I, you know, when I looked at my watch and then I stepped into the county and now it's one thirty or 12.30? What? So, yeah, they do that. So, kind of you know, it doesn't really change anything. You can no. still drink a beer whenever you want to. Yes, you can. It's true. You don't have to wait till it's dark. Hey, if you have to wait till it's dark, now it's better, right? Yeah, that's right. You can start earlier. <laughs> but it's but if you were drinking it when it's dark early in the morning, then do you have to stop when the sun comes up? And now you have to stop earlier. Mm, good question. Why'd you even stop in the first place? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 21 anymore. <laughs> well, neither am I. Because <laughs> you gotta go to work sometime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cannot do that. But. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we should promote Beer Taster as a job title. I like it. Mm. I like it. Then everybody would apply for it. <laughs> you hiring any beer tasters over at the no, Rule 105? Sorry, I can't say I am. <laughs> well, Chad, are you hiring any over there at uh, the that, that position's filled <laughs> by me. <laughs> Uh, what are we tasting right now, Doc? Um, so I brought in our uh, Chill Pill Pilsner. It's a Bavarian-style Pilsner um, made with a lot of good old Hollertal hops and has a nice uh, kind of sweet nose and sweet finish to it. And I kind of like it. It goes really good with some pickle juice, but I didn't bring the pickle juice. Yeah, today. you were saying you didn't yeah. bring the pickle juice. Yeah. I actually really, really do like it with a little squirt of pickle juice in it. So, 
Tea, I don't know. That I, sounds yeah. a little. We, sound, have, we, we have a pickle beer in cans at the tavern. It sounds weird, but it's not. It's not the same level of pickle as like a pickle beer. Okay. It's just that you get all of a sudden the the dill and the the other flavors come forward, and it makes it more of a savory beer than a than a non savory beer. You should try it. It's actually pretty good. Say, I can. That, yeah. I, I've had one of those pickle beer. I think they're from. It might be from Bootstrap, if I'm remembering right. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about, and they are not the same thing. But no, and I, it's not a bad beer, but I can't drink more than maybe half of one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to come by the yeah, come 105 on. and we'll, try some pickle juice. We'll in set you up pill. with some picklebacks, and you guys can add as much as you want. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just a, a small half ounce per you know, pint. That's all I need. It's perfect. Hmm. Perfect, he says. Yeah. Perfect. I might have to test that theory. It is. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I, I have learned that nobody, I don't doubt you, Doc. I, nobody <laughs> believes me until you try it. And then it's like, I'll be darned. That's it's pretty good. It's still, yeah. It, you still may not think it's the best, but, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it sure does change the flavor of the beer enough that all of a sudden now you're like, wow, that's kind of cool. Mm. It's kind of opposite of the, like the Ber- Berliner Weiss where yeah. they add the super sweet syrups to. Right. It's, it. Basically, it's almost exactly the same kind of thing as a Berliner Weiss. You're adding a syrup to it, but instead of a syrup, you're adding a pickle juice. A pickle juice to huh. it. I mean, people add tomato juice to their beer, right? Some, Some people, people do. do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, and they make it savory, right? You could do the same thing with uh, with pickle juice. <laughs> I have had a beer mosa before, where you add the orange juice. Yeah, yeah, and we've all had shandies, shandies, and and rattlers and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, so but they they can be an acquired taste, like a cola Weizen, where you add a, a cola to a Hefeweizen. That mm. one's kind of a, an acquired taste, I think. But some that's people that's do not it. one I've had either. Yeah, I just heard about that a few weeks ago, and somebody was telling me about that, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And they're like, look, and they looked. So I have yet to try it. And again, I should try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to try it in order to go, okay, now I know what they're talking about. Right. But um, it it's not, I, to me, it's an acquired taste. I, I don't care for it very much, but I'm not yeah. a big cola drinker. So that could be, you know, maybe you could add some Mountain Dew to one. and <laughs> <laughs> You missed the Mountain Dew. I know, I missed the Mountain Dew thing. So And you see how heartbroken he is. Over yeah, I know, he really <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm actually uh, alive today because of it. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't horrible. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> that was a nice face. <laughs> yeah. It was just like drinking a Mountain Dew to me. Huh. But a Mountain Dew with bad, you know, artificial sweeteners in it yeah oh okay yeah i i mean i drink we talked about drink enough diet and zero sugar stuff that i feel like the regular mountain dew their do zero is fairly good to drink mm-hmm. and the the diet or the the hard seltzer one that we had the malt beverage one it just tasted way too artificial huh. tasted like the old saccharin they used to get like in oh, tab sure. and diet coke in the mm-hmm. in the 80s it just ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite interesting, that's for sure. And Micah even tried one over the weekend and said it tasted. You had the Baja Blast, is that? Yes, I did. And he said it tasted kind of like Baja Blast, but. Yeah, kind of like a disappointingly sugar-free Baja Blast 
with <laughs> a slight alcoholic aftertaste. So why would you make it sugar-free, though? I don't know why they did. I think huh. they were trying to go for the, you know, the zero well, sugar, that's, no, no caffeine, low-calorie kind of thing. That's one of the trends I've been looking at, too, with uh, consumers and breweries. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people deciding to go to a more healthier option yeah. at the brewery or at the bar. And so they'll pick the diet or the lower alcohol yeah. beers and or the lower sugar beers. And uh, so I can understand why they might want to go that route, but we're seeing a lot of that at the at the bar mm-hmm. too in the restaurant is the non-alcoholic beers or the low alcohol beers tend to those sales are up while others are are kind mm-hmm. of either flat or down. And it wasn't too long ago that you'd have people alcohol shop; they'd go in and they'd yeah. go. Oh, all these beers are the same cost, so I'm going to buy the one with the most, the most alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, and now it's the other way around. It's like, um, which one has the lowest alcohol? That's the one I want. And so I've been quite shocked if I make a beer under four percent alcohol, it sells just as well as yeah. one that's six and a half percent, or even better in some cases, depending upon the day. So, well, and, we, and we used to mock the three two beers, but. Mm-hmm. Which were actually closer to four, I think. Yeah, four point two ABV. Yeah, yeah, three point two by weight. But you know that tends to be where people are going. Right now. Yeah, they're going back to back to three two beers. And I remember um, as a young kid, we used to drive over into Kansas and go to places where we could drink three two beer because we were you were of age. I was of age to drink three two yeah. beer, but not to drink normal beer. Yeah. <laughs> Which turns out is kind of like where things are going, right? People right. are going to that lower alcohol, better ingredients. They're they're really shopping for a more healthier option rather than you know the twelve percent. Yeah, what's you know, the winter warmer? More bang for my buck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to have something they can enjoy and and not have to worry too much about extra calories. Extra calories or. Or driving. Or driving. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah, so I can understand why um, Mountain Dew might try to do a sugar-free option with their seltzers. And I know the distribution of it is expanded and it continues to grow. And so it's becoming more and more popular and available Mm -hmm. in more states. It started out, it was only in a couple, and it's. I think it's now up to, like, either 17 or 20 states you can now get it in. So, very cool. Different distribution model or work for Mountain Dew to have to go through. right. <laughs> yeah, they used well, to not have to worry about that on a state by state basis. So yeah, or the but now there's collectors. alcohol. So you yes, do. now you do. <laughs> yeah, little little different rules. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is too bad. But okay, right. well that's another that's a, a topic for another show. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's what we do here at Brew Talk. That's we right. drink beer and we solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break here for this one, and then we'll talk about lots of happenings in the Colorado beer world this last week. Stick around and find out. Welcome back to Brew Talk. 
Mike, I wait on the air guitar. I was going to say, I get enough grief about doing the air drums, but Mike on the air guitar. No, no, switching glass. it up. We got normally it's air drums. Today we got the air guitar. See, I'm facing the corner, so I can't say anything. Doc <laughs> chooses to be unaware of what's going on. Behind Nobody him. puts which, baby which in most the of the time is fine. <laughs> most of the time, but yeah. that was that was very impressive. It was. Yeah. There's times that on the nerd show that he gets really animated. So I'm fairly used to that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I haven't seen him do that. No, I, I feel like most of the time he's sleeping back there during our show. And, Almost. And uh, well, we're today. talking Mountain Dew though, so you can't. <laughs> yeah, he perks that. right up. <laughs> perks talking right what? Up. Mountain Dew where? Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. It's like what? What? So lots of happenings yeah. this last week in yeah. Colorado beer. Um, Scott, you sent an article over that. Uh, Dry Dock is shutting down their yeah. tap room and brewing facilities and moving in with was Great Divide. Great Divide, yeah. So just kind of, and I, I actually am a big fan of this concept because if I recall, you know, there's a lot of, and Doc, we've talked about this before, the costs and everything else of having a storefront and facility, you know, during COVID were just like ridiculous because right. you weren't able to service your customers. And then it just has never really picked back up. And so- yeah. What they're doing is literally just combining resources, and they're leveraging what they have in Great Divide space and allowing um, Dry Dock to come in and actually do their thing in that same space in more of a collaborative joint effort thing. So I'm yeah. really excited about that happening, and I'm really glad that there are breweries around there that have that ability and that growth potential, if you will, or that space availability to so do that. It's so. sort of like a... Um Back in the 70s and 60s, you saw an awful lot of consolidation yeah. where one brewery would go around and mm-hmm. buy up a whole bunch of others. Yeah. But here, it's not really they're buying it up. They're just partnering, partnering yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great collaboration. But mm-hmm. it works for both. Yeah, it works mm-hmm. for both parties. I mean, yeah. Dry Dock's not going anywhere. They're still right. going to produce their product. But they're just going to share facilities with with Great Divide and yeah, and they're keeping split costs. I heard they're and, keeping the warehouse. Is that correct? Um, so Dry Dock's still keeping the warehouse, which expands the which expands Great Divide Divide storage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I heard that it's actually beneficial both ways. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you figure if your if your real estate or your storefront costs for your tap room were X, and let's say they were equal for both of them. Well, now as they consolidate, they both split their split tap that. room cost to yeah. now it's half. Mm-hmm. And that's a great move from a financial perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. as rents are going up yeah. and up, and yeah. the mm-hmm. property yep. taxes going up. Yeah, that creativity. Yeah, you're looking at your P&L going, yeah, we can't keep doing this. Yeah, and we can't. find a creative way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, kind of along those same lines, primitive beer out of Longmont, who specializes in barrel-aged and spontaneous um, beers and they they do some blending. Um, they're kind of doing the same thing. They're s- closing their tap room and they're brewing in their barrel aging facility, and they're moving in with new uh, Image Brewing in I believe it's Golden, um, and kind of doing that in the same thing. So they're not going away. Their product's still going to be around, mm-hmm. but they're going to concentrate less on running the tap room, share a tap room with New Image, and and concentrate more on just and producing their beers, which is really what their passion was. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's the same kind of thing. You know, split costs, share a facility, and, and hopefully it works out both great for both parties. Yeah, and I think uh, overall, it's like I said, it's a win-win. The person you partner with is getting your brand at their place. Right. So they're expanding their holdings. And 
your uh, if you're moving in with them, your costs for a tap room have gone away, and now or, or have been now cut in half because you're just sharing half of the tap room yeah. with the other company. Mm-hmm. So in, in the end, it's a win-win. Well, and, and you know, Primitive and New Image are smaller breweries, so you're kind of bringing fans from both breweries that may not yeah. be familiar with Correct. with the other one, and and kind of broadening their horizons yeah. and. And, 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 you know, expanding your following as well. It's pretty cool. I thought I saw something like this out in Escondido in California when I visited a few years ago. Um, well, in San Marcos, I'm sorry, right next to Escondido. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost Abbey. And yeah. uh, there was another brewery in the same space as them, uh, operating the same equipment as them and sharing the warehouse and tap room together. So basically it was Lost Abbey and I think it was called the Hops Project or something. Mm. Um, um, THC, the Hops Connection or the Hops, it was something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyhow, the two breweries were together in the same location. And if that's the consolidation that works out great, um, that's cool. At the time I was thinking, oh, well, Lost Abbey just split off and had another and brewery idea. Yeah, right. But in retrospect, now I'm thinking that it probably was the same kind of, hey, um, we'll help split costs with you. And that's a big plus. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I think that's a great idea. Uh, it's Again, it's just being the beer industry being creative enough to change with the current, mm-hmm. you know, market and, and what's going on and... Because, I mean, if you think about it, the alternative is both close. Right. Or one buys the other one out. Right, yeah. So those are the two extremes. So this one's like 50-50 in, right in between mm-hmm. where both benefit and not one takes over the other. Right. And, and you still have the, both products from and both. And you still have both <laughs> products. So that, that's a great idea. Well, yeah. and I like what you said about that kind of broadening the brand a little bit because you bring fans of both breweries and both beers together and now they get a wider selection of what they can try, what they can drink. Yeah. And you may find that, you know, I really like, you know, New Images, Pilsner maybe, but mm-hmm. I really like this, the other brewery, and I'm already forgetting which Primitive. One. Primitive. You know, I really like their barrel age of this and depending on what my mood is, I can come into the same place and I can get either or. Right. Which yeah. I, I think that actually will benefit them probably more than what they are already getting individually. Yeah, I feel yeah, like absolutely. that the combination will be a greater result than well, what I, it was already. And I can already see where these two breweries, just like uh, the Dry Dock and um, Great, Divide. Great Divide, coming together as well and saying, hey, let's try collab. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can, you know, we're going to use your ideas and my ideas and we're going to put those two together and maybe make a barrel aged Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That we hadn't a thought of before because we weren't going down that way. Right. Maybe we don't have that skill set or we don't have that. Or the equi- equipment, equipment is gone. And, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but now, now they do. Yeah. So, yeah. So while it is, it is a sad thing to see that, you know, things are changing a little bit in the end, I think you're right. It's, it's a benefit. Well, because I think human nature change is scary, isn't it? <laughs> change is very scary. None it of is. us like change, which is why we don't like the time change. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's other reasons for the time change. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in the end, a change is produces a lot of good as well. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully both these changes 
for both parties and or all four parties create some great things. Right. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we were even talking about in the break, like look at Grimm Brothers. I mean, they right. closed their space that they've been in for a long time, although I know they started across the parking lot in a smaller space mm-hmm. and then they expanded. And that's how I got to know and and visit and appreciate Grimm Brothers. And they're closing down, and now they're moving into another space. Right. And they're just expanding and growing based on their demand and their need. And so they're leveraging what the current demand for from a customer space is doing. And then mm-hmm. you guys were talking about a couple other ones that were switching. Somebody's actually going into the Grim Brothers space. Is oh. that what you were saying? No, I, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. So if that is happening, that's oh. cool. I misunderstood what oh. we were talking about earlier. That some other Black things. Bottle is closed. Oh, that's, oh, that's, what, that's what, what it was. was Black, Black Bottle. bottle yeah. yep. So, you know, you never, you never like to hear that a brewery's closing down. And Black Bottle's had some struggles over the years. But, I, you know, I've always kind of liked some of their beers they have. Scuba Steve is a great oh, yeah. IPA. Yeah. Um, Friar Chuck was their version of a Pilsner that uh, that had a great story behind it. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. And so they're closing down here, I believe, at the end of November. Um, I can't quite remember the dates, but... Um, but that's creating an opportunity for Verboten to expand their operations and move into um, Fort Collins. So Verboten's in Loveland, and they're going to move in and kind of take over the black bottle space, which nice. we were talking that you really enjoyed that space. thought it was a great, yeah, unique mm-hmm. area. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. I can't – I don't disagree. Well, it increases your customer base, too, yeah. because – I mean, Verboten has got some great beers, but you got to, if you want to go to their tap room, you've got to go to downtown Loveland. Yeah. Well, if you live in Fort Collins, that's a little bit of a drive. Yeah. Um, And so now it's closer. Mm -hmm. So I see it as a win for customers there for for Verboten. And Black Bottles um, space is right off campus. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. right there on Prospect and College. So kind of right in the center. It's not downtown, but it's kind of right in the center of Fort Collins. So it's. It's access for a lot of people to come in. and What I would hope is Verboten figures out a way to collaborate with Edwards next door so that you can go in, you could get yourself a good Verboten beer, and then get a cigar at Edwards and sit outside and enjoy both simultaneously. There that would go. be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if they could have joint, you know, like... Uh, Sidewalk space. Right, I yeah. don't think they can do joints on the sidewalk. That's, oh, that's... no, they probably can't. <laughs> oh, you got Micah laughing. That was a good dad joke right there. So that was good. Yeah, I know that there are some seats out front that belong to Edwards that you can actually sit outside and enjoy a cigar if you want to. But I don't know what the open container laws would be like, whether you could go to Verboten and get a beer and then take it next door outside and do it. But I think you could if you get one to go. Well, here's a collab you, opportunity oh, yeah. for the two of them then, oh. right? Because mm-hmm. it wouldn't take too much for Edwards to get a liquor license. Actually, and, they can't. Oh, because they have tobacco? Yes. They're, okay. I, I have found out recently through some other yeah. efforts that are going on in the city of Greeley about creating a cigar club that um, there are some state laws that kind of forbid and don't allow you to sell alcohol in a place where you can purchase and consume tobacco. So um, that's weird. Yeah. Edwards, Edwards kind of, they've gotten sort of grandfathered in with their current space. 
Um, and the way most cigar clubs get around it is that they allow you to rent a locker. And then you can bring yeah. your own stuff so it's in. A so yeah, not, it's a oh, private club where you're not club. selling it to you. Right. So that's what I'm wondering is, could you go to Verboten, get a beer to go, you know, kind of like you can do in downtown yep. Greeley. You can get beers to go and yep. then just go next door to Edwards and go inside the private club and crack your beer and have your cigar. I love Why the not? idea. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Or you do a collaborate. So you've got like a, a beer age cigar. There's a lot of whiskey and wine you know, barrel-aged cigars out there. I wonder what a beer-aged cigar well, would be like. Well, certain beers, I can imagine that would be really good. Yeah. I mean, a chocolate kind of flavored mm-hmm. beer might go over really yeah. well. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Maybe we should talk, Doc. I could get some some that could plain, some well. plain cigars and we could start dabbling. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a try, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I like that, yeah. Stay tuned for Brew Talk special collaboration. <laughs> you can buy special cigars. Cigars and that, Rule 105. Yeah. Two, two vices Beard all at once. Turn. Perfect, yes, I love it. Yeah, will make it happen. Ah, uh, the collaboration. I, I can know, see the wheels it? turning. Right. <laughs> Indeed. That's an interesting collab. Hmm. Yeah. I have to think about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how you do it. I just know that, like, when I was at Buffalo Trace, you can buy, like, six different cigars that are all, you know, bourbon-aged. And so you can get an Eagle Rare, you can get a Buffalo Trace, you can get a Peppy Van Winkle, or you can get a you can get a Cohiba that's got, that's, you know, finished in a Weller's barrel, something like that. So I know you can do it with hmm. bourbon, but I don't well, know My experience how. with Cohibas has been it takes something to make them better. <laughs> <laughs> All by themselves, they're not great. I didn't care for Cohiba. Yeah, that's much. fair. Sorry. That's say. fair. <laughs> I wonder how that works. Do you brush it with the bourbon well, that's or the what beer I don't and know. then let it that's, dry? And that's well, you I, could just literally soak it in it overnight and then, then, then take it out. It dry and pre pre rolled, right? I, uh, I don't know. Again, this is where I don't know the steps involved to get from whatever they start with to those barrel-aged cigars. I just know huh. I've seen them, and some of them are quite good. So, Well, I know they age the leaves, um, and they might be able to age the leaves in some whiskey barrel. Yeah, could be. And then pull the leaves out, let them dry, then roll them up. Yeah, very possible. Might have to do some investigating on that. Hmm. Interesting. There's that word. I know. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even know I'm saying it. (laughs) It just comes out. It just comes out. Well, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we got our review beer that happens to be from Verboten. So perhaps it'll be the, it could be something we enjoy with cigars. Maybe. We'll find out. We'll find out. Stick around. Welcome back to Brew Talk. You're at 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, live from the Yellow Fiber Studios in gorgeous Midtown Greeley, Colorado. We've got a beer here we're going to review from Verboten called Killer Boots. It's their caramel, or caramel if you prefer. <laughs> caramel. Caramel. It's caramel. It's caramel. Um, <laughs> this is one of their... I don't know if you'd call it a flagship, but it's one of their older, oldest beers. Um, it's been around as long as I've been enjoying Verboten. They infuse the porter with a house-made caramel, caramel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all confused. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, burnt sugar. Burnt sugar. 
Um, and it's uh, so a lot of their a lot of Verboten's beers names come from movie lines. Um, this one is from Dumb and Dumber, Killer Boots Man. <laughs> so uh, that's what I know about this beer. That's why there's a van on the cover. Yeah. On the front of the can that's uh, dressed out like dressed a dog. Dressed like a dog, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes and perfect the, sense now. The, uh, and Petey. Petey the... Petey the pretty bird. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> <laughs> I love now it. Now I'm getting it. Yep. <laughs> so initial thoughts, gentlemen. Well, um, first thought I had was uh, not knowing what style it was when we poured it was I thought it was... Uh, came out very very dark, um, with a, a really nice head on it, um, and then I um, got a nice whiff of it, and it's got a little bit of a dark chocolatey mm-hmm. kind of notes with uh, some heavy toffee built in there someplace, and um, maybe even a little bit of coffee like stout like kind of mm-hmm. aromas to it. Um, I haven't uh, really had a chance to get enough sips in to comment beyond that, but I will tell you that it is a warmer. It is. For me. Um, it does make your tummy go a little bit warm. Which, and it's only 6%. It's only 6%, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not high alcohol. Um, my first sip, I automatically think milk duds. You get that chocolate, mm-hmm. you get that caramel, caramel. <laughs> Just say caramel. Caramel. <laughs> People yell at me if I say caramel. <laughs> Nobody will yell at you here, Chad. This is a safe Thank space you. for Thank you. you. Safe space. Safe space. If you'd like to yell at Chad, please call in. And <laughs> <laughs> please text us. <laughs> at cyoung at greelytavern.com. While you're at greelytavern.com, check out our great menu and... <laughs> right. There you go. Um... But initially, I thought it was very, very stout-like in its flavor. Mm-hmm. But now that I've done the three-sip rule, I always do three sips, it is thin enough that I would say, yeah, this is a porter. Because mm. um, stouts and porters are very, very similar. It's really difficult to tell the difference between yeah. them. And the nose was originally telling me, I'm, stout. I'm heavy enough, I'm going to be a stout. But the more I sip on it, the more I realize, no, um, this is a porter. Um, it's a heavy porter, a robust kind of porter. And uh, I do like the flavors. The chocolate does come through. Mm-hmm. The toffee part of the caramel comes <laughs> through. Um, I don't get the lighter caramel flavors. I get a much more uh, rich kind of toffee flavor. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that right. uh, yeah, really no, goes well with the beer, and and it finishes, like I say, pretty nice. But it does, uh, it is coating mm-hmm. on the mouthfeel, and it does uh, stick around for a little bit, which to me is a good thing with these um, very flavor intensive beers. It really makes you want to go back and savor another sip. No, I agree. Did Scott, I describe it? What well? I. Hopefully I described it well. I think you described it phenomenally. I'm just sitting here thinking, we were saying before the break about a combination of a cigar and a beer, and oh my gosh, this would be so good with a cigar right now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm literally thinking, 
on my well, I shouldn't say too much because I feel like I'm giving away my answer for later. But I love this beer. Yeah, this is far and away probably one of the best porters that I've ever tried, in my opinion. And I know I am a novice when it comes to this stuff, but I I love it. I love the nose. I love the taste. I love the mouthfeel. I love the sweetness that you get at the very end of it. It's not overwhelming. It's not too heavy. I just am like, this is an amazing dark beer. And for a porter or a stout or anything in that range, this is heaven to me. I'm like, I'm just loving it. Absolutely love it. So... <laughs> I, I am getting an awful lot of uh, sh- sweetness with it, and yeah, and sugar. Like it evens coating my mm-hmm. lips and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, get that little bit for later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's for me. There's a little bit of cloyingness to that, um, where it's just a little bit too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that could just be because I'm going slow. <laughs> well, and I think you know we've talked about this before. I like. You know, sweets. I like, you know, and being a diabetic, that's not always a great thing. But I do love I do love a good sugar candy and I love those sweets. And so for me, that is a real pleasant and I appreciate that that mouthfeel and that flavor. And so I could totally see where that might not be preferable for someone who isn't more of a sweets fan or a chocolate mm-hmm. fan. But yeah. overall, I am like it's and I'm kinda it. with you, Scott. Yeah. I've got a bit of a sweet tooth. And I, at and, times. I and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really enjoying this. I, you know, I, the roastiness, you mm-hmm. get a little Roasty. tiny bit of that's the, the word I was thinking, tiny little bit of coffee in there, but it's a lot of chocolate. It's a lot of the caramel, mm-hmm. the sweetness. Um, I, I don't know that I have anything bad to say about well, this. Well, even beer. the way it pours, I mean, you it and I just the, decided to crack another can because we've gone through it and the initial head on this is just It just phenomenal. sticks around. Sticks around for a while. It's got a really good aroma. The the nose on it is just absolutely perfect. And it's the right color. For, yeah. Uh, the head yeah. is the right color for a porter. For a porter. Too. Yeah. So on a stout, you'd expect a darker color head. Um, and this one is um, a lot lighter than what you'd expect for a stout. So this is definitely a porter. And uh, like I said, when I was uh, initially s- sampling it, I, I thought... There was an awful lot of toasty, and mm-hmm. but the roasty was the word I was yeah. thinking of. Good word. Sort of like uh, toast, like a, a piece of toast that's gone maybe just a smidgen past perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you get sort of those um, toasted, roasted kind of flavors. And I do taste that in this one as well. Um, the caramel is fading the more I drink it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I'm going to take Yeah, a, I've noticed that too. It's you, yeah. you get more of the roastiness the, and the, more of the porterness. The, the more of the porterness that than comes the out. I don't know if that's and, a yeah. correct word, porterness, yeah. but porterness, why not? Yeah, I think not? the first couple tastes you're that's a heavier kind of element within the beer that you get and then doc to your point as you have a few more sips it sort of subsides and it settles and you get a little bit more of the of the forward flavors. Which is why I always say don't make mm-hmm. a decision on sip number one or two. Wait for it to go past your palate a few times because you it, it, beers tend to change their flavor from that first couple sips. Yeah, for sure. And this one for sure is one of those, to me, the flavor seems to be a little different as it warmed up in my mm-hmm. glass. It even changed its flavor just a little bit. So, well, and that's a good point to make too. Is um, 
you know, everybody likes to say, we've got the coldest beer yeah. or cold beer. But cold beer, the coldest beer is not necessarily the best beer. Agreed. Correct. Um, a lot of beers need to be a little bit warmer mm-hmm. so for you to, you know, the colder a beer is, the more flavors it masks. So. Which is why people think I'm a sort of a beer snob is because I like my beer warmer so I can taste all the flavors right, in so the beer. Right, so you can mm-hmm. get all the flavors and enjoy rather every than, every part of the beer. Yeah, rather than here's a cold one, drink it fast. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. I want it to warm up. And I can actually relate specifically to that. One of my favorite kind of beers on the side that I pick up is Boddington's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that honey ale and everything mm-hmm. else. And I remember the first time I had one in a bar, it was somewhat warm. And I was a little bit taken aback by it. And then the guy's like, no, we're serving it at the temperature, which is 42 degrees. That's mm-hmm. where you're supposed to serve it. And I remember going home and thinking about that. And I remember trying to side by side. One I had kind of let warm up a little bit, and the other one I had in the fridge the whole time and doing it. And I liked and appreciated the warmer beer more because mm-hmm. of the flavors that come through. So right. it absolutely makes a difference. Right. It's a little bit lower carbonation by yep. that time, too, mm-hmm. so you don't get feel bloated. Yep. Yeah. Um, so And it lets some of the bubbles come mm-hmm. up and make a little bit more head and yep. foam and stuff like that. And I kind of like that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I notice as it warms up in your glass, the toasty, roasty flavors really compound. compound they come yeah. through for us. Yep. Yep. And I think a lot of styles like this, mm-hmm. you want to serve warmer and you want that. Yeah. I like my Guinness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, you know, about 50 degrees. 50 mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say. I don't like it super cold and right. everybody wants to serve it to me cold. And I'm yep. like, okay, well, it's just going to sit there for a while. <laughs> I'll just wait for 30 minutes until it <laughs> gets it to up. a better temperature. Yeah, there, are, absolutely. there were several bars when I first started drinking craft beer that I'd have to ask, can I get a glass that's not chilled? Yeah. Because they'd mm-hmm. have those super oh, yeah. ice chillers that would mm-hmm. like f- frost the glasses. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's there's the a lot of thing. beers that I didn't want that cold. Sure. And that's the worst thing you can do is a pour a beer into a frosted mug because of all the added water you're right. adding mm-hmm. to it, as well as the fact that it's just too cold. Yeah. yeah. And it needs to – I don't want ice in my beer. Yeah. If I wanted ice in my beer, I'd put ice in I'd my put ice, ice in it. And <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that. I want I've it seen to people be, do that. I, I have to. to. <laughs> Um, but I, I actually prefer it just a little bit warmer. Uh, even even the beers that you might say, I have to drink this cold, like uh, a Coors Banquet. Yeah. I actually like it a little bit warmer. Oh, I uh, agree. PBR, I like it a little bit warmer. It just has a little bit, to me, more flavor than uh, if you drink it super cold. It's, just go drink some water. There's about the same <laughs> flavor there. It's just so cold you can't taste yeah, anything. You can't taste anything. So that's fair. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll wrap everything up, give you our scores on Killer Boots, and uh, we'll see what's going on next week. Welcome back to Brew Talk. We're all fascinated. Mike is trying to stop I know, Scott I'm, with the, it, it's the deep either, cut rush. So it's either, you know, um, 
I'm trying to. It's not Xanadu. It's um, um, <laughs> it might be Cygnus X1. Circumstances. Oh, okay. Well, it's circumstances. the one right after it. Oh, okay. Xanadu. That's the one with Olivia Newton-John. Right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the movie is, movie, but there's right. actually a Rush song oh, called okay, Xanadu. Okay. So, yeah, I was like, man, this is. I remember it's. I remembered the album. It was from. I think it's Farewell to Kings. And it was hemispheres. Like, oh, it's hemispheres. Wow, it's a little later in their thing. But I was like, man, I n- know the song, but I couldn't remember the title. So I'm not that. I am not that entrenched as a fan. So I'm oh. a I'm a big fan. I love the band, but can I name every song from every album that they've ever played? No, I wish I could. It just takes some time. I, I, yeah, which I've got <laughs> oats, you know, just oodles of. So I'll study up for next week. Apparently, I have to because now Mike is like trying to stump me. Jeez, not next week. We, we're preempted next week. No oh, show yeah, next that's week. Right, yeah, that is correct. We'll be two weeks out. Mm. Yeah. So we're sorry to all of you listening that aren't going to be able to hear us next week. There will be some sporting event or something else on the radio. That's but. okay. It's still worth listening to. Yeah, I'm, I'm but not you can always go isn't. back and listen to old shows. Yeah, on absolutely. All your podcasting mm-hmm. locations, mm-hmm. Spotify, Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Final thoughts on Killer Boots before we throw out the ratings. I liked it. Is it was it was a pretty good, um, robust uh, porter, um, really heavy on the nose, um, and you could definitely smell the caramel. Uh, get into the tasting. You can see uh, where the caramel goes and how it fits into the rest of the beer. A lot of roasty, toasty flavors and finishes a little on the sweet side, um, which I think was kind of a good thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm i really enjoying this beer. I like it an awful lot. Um, porters aren't a style I drink very much, um, but we're kind of getting into the time of year where mm-hmm. they're appropriate, even though it was... The last few days have been in the seventies. I think the weather's mm-hmm. about to change. About here. to change, pretty for the worse. <laughs> yeah, for the better, actually. Get a little cooler snow. and and maybe some some precipitation. Yeah. Um, but I will, I will channel my inner Jim Carrey and go. I like it a lot. <laughs> Killer boots, man. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm trying to stay on point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and, and get those ratings out there on the count of three. One, two, three. I got a keg. I got a keg. I got a growler. I <laughs> just no surprises there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. Yeah. Which definitely makes it brew talk approved and quaffable. Yes, mm, beer. Beer is <laughs> beer is good. Beer is good. Yeah, I am. I'm you just know, shocked at how good this is. And it was so funny. We were talking about cigars in the last segment. This is exactly what I would imagine myself pairing a good cigar on an evening and a, a cool winter, like literally sitting outside with one of these and, and just having a cigar to go with it. I definitely would like that. And, and you know, I have never been disappointed by anything made by Verboten. True. And so I think it's one of those that um, – you should go try it if you haven't had a chance yeah. to get to their um, tap room. You Absolutely should definitely agree. do it. Yeah. yeah now, there's some styles that I don't necessarily drink all the time that that they that they brew, but man, they're good stuff. It is good, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, one of one of the best beers I've ever had was the Blood Orange, Blood Orange Guardian Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a which was a double or was it a double IPA? 
Oh, I can't, I can't remember. remember. But in a previous version of the show, that was one of our that was one perfect of, score beers. Mm-hmm. One of I think our, our first perfect score beer. Arnadio Comnich. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Right yeah. There. there you go. Yeah. It was absolutely fabulous. Well, Which, this is definitely as close as we've come. The three of us have come to a, a perfect, a, score, a perfect yeah. score. I think that, and yeah, I'm shocked in myself. I was like, you know, definitely a ground. And then I was like, no, I'm like thinking my kegerator at home. As it gets colder. And for me, if it was a little yeah. drier on the finish, mm, I would have been okay. right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Makes That's sense. the only thing. It's just that when it coats my lips mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I'm got sticky lips, I'm like, okay. Um, I'm not a big. <laughs> You're not a big fan. stippy, sticky lips guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning <laughs> we're more and more so. about Doc so, all the time. I mean, when it comes to candy, I like peanuts. Yeah, that's my candy. <laughs> 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 Which explains the sweetness side for Doc right. as well. Because <laughs> in fact, Ch- I think sometimes peanuts are a little too sweet for me. <laughs> See, I'm thinking chatter going, you know, Skittles. That's what we're thinking of, and you're like thinking peanuts. peanuts. Sugar cubes. That's what you guys are thinking. No, not quite sugar cubes. That's a little too much. But No, I'm, I'm chocolate and caramel, and yeah. that's my weakness. Oh, there's there. a you know, good score bar. Yeah. Mm, even better than a Heath bar. Not trying to be political, but... You know. <laughs> it's Snickers for me. Snickers are great. I do like Snickers. Where you get the peanuts yeah, well, and the caramel uh, and the chocolate. But I can only eat about half of one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. I could eat a whole bag of those bites. <laughs> uh, it's terrible this time of year. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Brew Talk. We will check you out in two weeks where we drink more beer and, and uh, we'll review another beer. See you then.